0: Alhamdulillah, we من this Mubarak 22nd. الحمد لله العالمين وصلى الله تبارك وتعالى وسلم على سيدنا محمد سيدنا وحبيبنا الله عليه وعلى اله واصحابه وازواجه واهل بيته بإحسان الى يوم الحمد مبارك Uh, uh, night of Ramadan mashallah it's good to be back home after uh, a journey uh, for a good cause inshallah Uh, but uh, it's good to be back home alhamdulillah Uh, uh, Allah ta'ala fulfill the maqasid that I went out for and all those who uh, are traveling in the path of Allah ta'ala and who have fikr for the sake of the ummah Allah ta'ala fulfill all their maqasid as well in this world and the hereafter ameen Uh, Allah ta'ala fulfill them because they were the worry and the concern of Rasulullah Sallallahu alayhi So We uh, remind ourselves and others That in these Mubarak nights If a person has a couple of minutes uh, on the side You know If you're not one of them uh, Alpha uh, You know Pious people Who's uh, making khatam after khatam And like You know I don't know Like making zikr and stuff like that And having like these ecstatic openings and experiences If you are Make dua for me uh, If you're not Then You uh, Every one of us can read, Allahumma innaka afoon tuhibbul afwa fa'afu anni. Oh Allah, you are the one who loves uh, that people should forgive completely. And you, uh, uh, you're the one who forgives completely, and you love that people should forgive completely. So forgive me completely. Uh, fa'afu anni wa, wa'afu anna ya Rabbana. Uh, and forgive all of us completely. Amin. And who knows, you know, the day that you're forgiven. That's the day uh, uh, doors open, and maybe some of the stuff we talked about before uh, will uh, be within grasp uh, once you're once you're clean. But uh, you know, as long as as long as uh, we all are still tinged with the uh, evil effects of our sins, and we don't come to the threshold uh, of the court uh, of of the divine in humility, and we still stink from the uh, bad. Uh, effect of our own nafs uh, and it's, it's bad bad choices in life then uh, we're more in need of soap than we are of perfume uh, as the mashaykh uh, make the metaphor Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us uh, amongst the, the ones that are clean and pure uh, despite ourselves not through any power of our own but through his fadl, ameen so we continue, Mawlana uh, Abul Hassan uh, Ali al-Nadwi Rahimullah ta'ala, his uh, biographical uh, entry with regards to uh, Mawlana Jalaluddin Rumi ta'ala. And uh, the the next subheading is Tumult by Rumi's Disciples, which is uh, uh, interesting to see that uh, this age is not unique in the fact that uh, uh, marids uh, more often than not are up to, some, uh, up to no good so uh, if you ever see a sheikh and then you see their disciples acting stupid uh, uh, um, don't, don't worry don't fear uh, the gut reaction or the knee jerk reaction is to think well if the disciple is a, a knucklehead then the sheikh must be as well but that's very unfair it's very unfair to judge a sheikh by their disciples Uh, What if someone were to see one of the munafiqeen and make a conclusion about Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam It's not fair. So uh, uh, you know uh, This is part of the spiritual path is separating the wheat from the chaff and uh, Knowing who to listen to and who not to listen to and oftentimes your fellow travelers are not the ones to listen to You shouldn't look down on them in the sense that like uh, um, You know, they're there for the same reason that you are ostensibly and that I am but uh, uh, the reason for mentioning uh, the knuckleheadedness of the marids in such a way is just so that a person uh, doesn't uh, uh, get thrown for a curveball, because oftentimes other disciples uh, they they kind of uh, uh, you know talk the talk real smooth and they set themselves up to look look like uh, they're somehow representatives of a sheikh that's not there to see them in their knuckleheadedness, and uh, they need some treatment just as bad as you do sometimes even worse, uh, so uh, yeah. We start uh, with a with a fun story about the reeds. Uh, so the uh, the subheading is tumult by rumi's disciples after rumi had entered the enchanted circle of shams tabrez's spiritual power uh, he gave up teaching and delivering lectures uh, which was intensely resented by his followers disciples and friends they accordingly raised a fearful and threatening tumult against shams uh, the resentment of rumi's disciples was kindled by the respect paid by, uh, paid to Shams by Rumi uh, and they were also were jealous that an unknown person whose lineage and even whereabouts were not known to anybody should cause their revered teacher to sever all relations with those uh, who had so long been serving uh, as well as deriving benefit from him and spreading his fame far and wide. The disciples and followers of Rumi uh, took Shams uh, Tabrez for a weird figure who had cast a spell over Rumi Otherwise, he would not have changed so suddenly and decided not to uh, see his old acquaintances. They could not express their resentment against Shams uh, in the presence of Rumi, but whenever uh, they got an opportunity, they uh, uh, jibed and stingily reproach, uh, stingingly reproached Shams Tabrez. Uh, yeah, so basically there were, there were some, some haters. There are some haters there, and that's the thing: is if a person truly loved the sheikh, um, they would know that if the sheikh was a sheikh and actually knew what he was doing, um, then they would try to see in uh, in, in in shams what the sheikh saw in him. But uh, uh, you know, ربه, Except for those few that Allah had mercy on, they were unable to see it, and uh, they kind of, in some sense, because they loved the sheikh so much, ended up like, you know, being more Catholic than the Pope. Uh, uh, so to speak and uh, that's, uh, that's obviously a fo- folly uh, that's all obviously a folly uh, the departure of Shams Tabrez Shams Tabrez calmly put up with the uh, irritation caused by Rumi's followers for some time but when he found that they were bent upon taking resort to violent means he stealthily left Konya one day Aflaki reports that Shams Tabrez left Konya at the end of his first visit on Thursday, the 21st day of the month of Shawwal in uh, uh, 643 uh, Hijri, after a stay of about 16 months. The, departures of Shams, the departure of Shams Tabrez left Rumi in uh, such a state of distress and depression that he completely cut himself off from the disciples and acquaintances, friends and relatives. This was an unexpected turn of events, unforeseen by those who had been uh, uh, Envious of Shams, for Rumi was now uh, uh, not prepared to see even those uh, who had not uh, opposed Shams, much less the persons who had been his adversaries. Uh, and uh, Allah Taala, Allah Taala, uh, you know, shows strange ways that people who love each other for the sake of Allah Taala, how how their love takes form. Um, in some ways, I see an analog of the love that Sayyidina Ya'qub salam had for. Sayyidina Yusuf a.s. I don't think 100% this is a uh, 100% apt analogy just because uh, in that case Sayyidina Yaqub was the sheikh the, the and Sayyidina Yusuf was the disciple. But uh, um, you see how uh, the love uh, uh, for one another endures separation and causes the lover to go through so many different types of grief, uh, 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 all of them, all of which are a part of, of faith. The Return of Shams Tabriz Sipah Salar relates that Rumi remained cut off from everybody until he unexpectedly received a letter from Shams Tabriz from Damascus. A bit calmed down, Rumi now permitted those who had not uh, pitted themselves against Shams to join his sittings. It was during this period that Rumi began to take part in uh, musical chantings in remembrance of his lost friend. He also wrote four letters to Shams Tabriz uh, during uh, this period of separation which expressed his intense desire to see Shams again. In the first letter he says, come back to me, the light of my heart, the object of my desire. You forge ahead with the fervor of your true love. If you come, the joy of my heart shall I acquire. If not, extreme depression will be my hire. You are like the sun, which is far away, but still near. Come back, oh, you are at a distance, but I find you here. Obviously, this is mashallah, a, 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 a noble attempt to render the uh, the verse into English. But um, when in translation, you find the meanings are so uh, beautiful and, and filled with joy and love. Uh, to hear them in Persian in meter as well uh, is a whole another um, a whole another uh, joy because it adds style on, to, on top of substance. Gradually, the antagonism against Shams Tabriz subsided, and then Rumi took steps to invite him to Konya back again. He sent his son Sultan Walid to bear a letter to Shams Tabriz and assure him uh, on behalf of his disciples and followers that all of them who had earlier opposed him were repenting uh, from their mistake and wanted to be forgiven. Rumi's letter to Shams expresses uh, his, gratitude, heartfelt, his gratitude and his uh, heartfelt grief over the separation with a spiritual guide. He wrote, from the time you have departed from me, a wax uh, is separated from honey. Like a candle, I melt in the fire of love, deprived of your sweetness. Separated from your illustrious self, I have been turned into a ruin, wherein my soul resides alone in wilderness. Turn the reins of your mount, I implore, turn uh, the mount of your joy in this direction. For music is not lawful uh, for me in your absence. I hate joy as a devil. What does he mean here? He means that, meaning like I'm not going to like, even the, those things that everybody uh, takes as a, a means of enjoyment, this is that I don't even want to see them anymore because without you I cannot imagine uh, uh, experiencing joy and experience joy would be wrong without you. Not a single ode uh, could I indite. Uh, tell a re- letter to me, uh, did you write, to read your letter I was overjoyed, I lyrics I composed five or six, O oh God, let us meet again in my uh, uh, eve into to mourn, for you are indeed the pride of Sham, Armenia, and Rome. Uh, Sultan Walid conducted uh, Sham's Tabriz to Konya from Damascus like a prince. Uh, and this is, again, the love for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is something, you know, it's something that this this culture and civilization we grew up in, and unfortunately cannot, they cannot understand is one of the most disgusting uh, a- attributes of, uh, of this culture is what is that they don't understand how a person can love somebody without it being some sort of uh, have some sort of physical perversion or, or, or some sort of sexual uh, angle. And so uh, uh, Western academics uh, conjecture about this being some sort of homoerotic relationship uh, as if a man cannot love another man without wanting to sodomize him. Uh, this is the thought of a dirty mind and of dirty people. And those of us who have lived in uh, uh, you know, the Darul Islam and seen the adab and the etiquettes of the Mashaikh, see how much they actually do love one another. And that there are men who love one another for the sake of Allah Ta'ala with a love stronger than the love of husband and wife or of uh, 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 brothers or of parents and children. And uh, it's something that is pure. And that's one of the reasons why Mulana's uh, uh, poetry is so beautiful is because of the cleanliness from which it came. In fact, the entire uh, tradition, the the entire uh, uh, Sufic tradition of poetry, um, that's one of the reasons it has such a bright and uh, uh, such a joyous aesthetic, is because it comes from a place of cleanliness. Whereas uh, the aesthetic of pop music and song uh, in in modern culture uh, uh, oftentimes is, at best, Uh, some sort of veiled reference toward uh, uh, something lewd or something uh, um, having to do with uh, physicality or more base desires and uh, that was a generation that's gone now they don't even make allusion to it they don't they don't make uh, you know veiled reference to it they just talk about it Um, it's the type of poetry that would be composed by a dog or a pig if they had the gift of speech uh, just to talk about, uh, you know, the the animal-like things that they like to do, without any sort of aesthetic or style. And I think there's a reason why, uh, you know, Molana's poetry, even in translation in English, is so much in demand. Is because people they want to break from that. You know, it's it's toilsome being a beast all day. Sometimes you need a break from it. You need to renew your heart, um, and you're not going to renew your heart by acting like a chimpanzee or a gorilla. Um, so you see, like mashallah, how beautiful they used to speak to each other, and this is another lesson I, you know, I wanted to share that uh, I meant I met, mentioned Sheikh uh, Tamim as one of the uh, people that, that a person can read um, the Ashar of Mawlana Rumi in in Persian with uh, who has a sanad and a silsila toward the Sheikh Ta'ala Sirrahu. Uh, but uh, the one who truly uh, introduced me to Rumi in the first place was uh, a current professor of comparative literature in Karachi University, Dr. Iftikhar Shafi. Dr. Iftikhar, uh, a very uh, uh, wonderful person, probably one of the most beautiful people I ever met in my life, Um, and uh, he came on a Fulbright scholarship to the University of Washington when I was studying, and uh, very unassuming, but just by hanging out with him, because he was just like, came to the MSA, like on the first Jummah or whatever. So random hanging out with him, just like little by little, we would realize this person is like not a normal person. So, uh, you know, after some time, we realized he was a half of Qur'an. At some time, we uh, realized he was a Master Khattat. After some time, we realized that this person is like very fluent in, in, in uh, Persian literature and in uh, Urdu literature. And, and even his Arabic was very strong. After some time we realized this is a person of uh, knowledge and style And uh, a person of impeccable akhlaq And he would carry himself like a uh, like a hidden treasure And uh, you had to kind of like open your eyes and ears And the more you would look uh, and see The more you would uh, be startled by the beauty of, of what you saw in front of you And uh, uh, you know, uh, Dr. Iftikhar, Allah Ta'ala, uh, you know, Allah Ta'ala protect him and, uh, give him a uh, long life um, he he used to he used to have these beautiful habits like he would t- share with us the abiyat of, of uh, Molana Rumi and it's always almost funny you know like something would happen in, in the day and he would say in Urdu very casually he says, Yar farsi ka he says oh my friend this reminds me of a, a couplet in Persian and I, you know uh, myself and the other friends from the MSA We used to hang out together We said, who the hell says that? Like, who's like, mashallah Like, we don't even know Urdu We didn't know Urdu in those days Now I can kind of fake it till I make it Because I've spent some time In, in madrasa in Pakistan uh, uh, And, uh, you know, but uh, uh, You know, in those days we, People didn't even understand Urdu Who's going to go around and say Oh, look, this reminds me of a couplet Of of, of, of Hafiz or of Saadi uh, Sheikh Saadi or Haf, Hafiz Shirazi Or uh, Molana Rumi or, or whatever And so uh, he taught such a, a beautiful way of expressing and such a beautiful way of dealing with people that those types of conversations and arguments that used to happen only through confrontation, he would he kind of like he would do what what needed to be done through them like correcting people or changing people's course or whatever but just by being like so nice that it's a completely disarming and people who know me know I'm not really like a a kind of fruity touchy-feely type of guy Uh, and I'm not I'm kind of my first instinct is to kind of uh, 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 you know butt heads and with people and and whatnot and that definitely has its place Uh, but uh, you know the analytical part of the mind realizes that sometimes it's actually more overwhelming uh, force and a more overwhelming way of, of changing someone's behavior to be nice to them and you just have to accept it and then you realize like this is a really beautiful tradition and uh, for those of you who are interested uh, in, uh, in knowing anything more uh, uh, beautiful about this uh, uh, particular individual Then suffice to know that he's the one who uh, introduced me to uh, our uh, masha'if of the Tariqah Chishtiyah Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala. If any good comes from any of it, Allah put it all in His Mizan Hasanat. But the point of mentioning it is what? Is that when you read these, like, you know, uh, uh, like from the time you have departed from me, uh, 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 as wax is separated from honey, like a candle, I melt in the fire of love, deprived of your sweetness. This is such a beautiful way of expressing love for another person and it hasn't there's nothing gross in it there's no like allusion to like sodomy or gay pride month or whatever in it you understand what i'm saying it's just a beautiful thing to say to another person to show that you love them and uh this is an entire tradition that we have and in our tradition being beautiful and speaking to people beautifully and being nice to people and loving people it's not a sign of, 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 of you know being a fruitcake, it's not a sign of weakness, it's not a sign of being weird, it's not a sign of unmanliness. In fact, the most manly men, this is how we looked at them. The most beautiful in their akhlaq and the nicest and sweetest of people was Rasulullah ﷺ. And uh, he was the most manly of men. He went to battle so many times in his life. Uh, He put up with so much difficulty, he had so much patience, he had so much uh, sabr, he was beautiful, he was somebody like, mashallah, he was an exception in the ummah, Allah gave him ijazah to marry nine wives at one time. There's a a, a hadith in which he, he in one day was able to consummate all nine of his marriages in the same afternoon. Uh, and, uh, you know, and this is, you know, we mentioned this in an age where people need to take medicine in order to even uh, uh, fulfill their most basic duties. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi like he was like he was a man uh, and he was the best of men. And uh, this uh, being sweet and being nice and being beautiful in what you do. This is his sunnah and there's nothing wrong with it at all. And to try to be like this machismo, ugly up in your face and like just obnoxious with people and whatnot. Um, it's, not, it's, not, it's not deen and it doesn't serve the haqq and in some cases it may be appropriate in the sense that like it is a, a you know, course of action that you can take That's not necessarily sinful and that might kind of work in your situation But it's not the sunnah, the sunnah is to do things in the most beautiful way possible uh, The Rasul that Allah Ta'ala uh, you know, fixed, ordained as a, a commandment, ihsan, to do things with beauty in all things that you do, even even if you have to kill, uh, and even if you have to uh, slaughter an animal. Um, so, you know, if you have to slaughter an animal, sharpen your knife so that the animal that you slaughter, it dies as swiftly and painlessly as possible. Why? Because this beauty is a commandment in all things. And so you see this, like, beautiful, like, these words, you know? And, uh, you know, that's part of our tradition, right? It's part of being a man. To be able to speak beautifully is part of be- being a man. You know, you see these pictures of Sultan Muhammad Fatih Mashallah. He spent his, you know, most of his life on horseback uh, fighting uh, in the path of Allah Ta'ala. And his enemies were not like pushovers. I mean, he's like, this guy's doing battle with the Byzantine Romans and with Serbs. And with like, you know, these are hardcore people. Uh, you know, these are people that are known to be like the tough guys of, of the world. Uh, uh, formidable enemies, uh, to say the least. And uh, look at his like portraits. His portraits are like of him like smelling a rose, you know? And uh, if you put a portrait, like if you, were, you painted a portrait of yourself smelling a rose uh, in a garden, a delicate rose holding it to your nose uh, in whatever in whatever high school in America, people are gonna call you a fruitcake and they're gonna call you a pansy and they're gonna call you this, that, and the other thing. And uh, uh, you know, like Sheikh Volkan once said, I I, I told him, "Is what's what what's with the Ottoman Empire, Ottoman Imperial Museum in Topkapi Palace? So you see, like these huge, like Ottoman coats that are like made of like like made of pink material with like flowers, uh, uh, you know, and stuff like that. What's 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 with that?" And he just turned to me and he looked at me very like seriously as he Mashallah does in his lovable way. He said, "These people uh, spent their entire lives in horseback uh, uh, fighting in the path of Allah Taala, and." Uh, you know, had more wives than you could, or more wives and slave girls than you could imagine. I don't think they need to prove their manhood to you. Uh, and I said, you know what? Fair enough. You know, checkmate. That's basically that's the end of that discussion. Uh, so you know, this is this is this is a beauty. We should we should bring it back. We should make it cool again. We should cultivate it. We should be you know okay. Go hit the gym. Don't just be artsy fartsy, pushover, weak-wristed. You know, like whatever. Princess of a of of a of a man. Um, because that's the false choice that you have. You either be like this complete like pushover, uh, 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 you know, type of man who's like whatever some male third wave male feminist ally or whatever nonsense, um, and, and uh, that you know like hates yourself for like being masculine or whatever considers that rape. I don't know uh, this type of nonsense discourse you can find uh, very easily and cheaply. Uh, you know, a dime for a ton on on social media. That's one extreme, and then on the on the flip side. The other extreme is what is that you be like this kind of trumpist to grab them by the blank, uh, just type of crude like person and say, "Oh look, I'm being a man and you know this is my uh, manhood and I'm not you know I'm not a liberal and I'm not a feminist or whatever." No. There's a, a, a common sense way in the middle that the sunnah always brings, which is be a beautiful person, be a sweet person, be a loving person. Be beautiful in your deeds and beautiful in your speech and beautiful in your feelings and beautiful in the states of your heart. You don't allow ugly feelings and speech and deeds to enter into you and to work through you. Uh, and, and at the same time, be strong in that. Be strong in your conviction. Be overwhelming be uh uh powerful uh and uh, you know do like the rasul sallallahu alayhi did that that you make an imtizaj a perfect mixture between the jamal and the jalal that uh, your might and your beauty uh, uh should uh, come together in, in in a beautiful way and so yeah uh like mashallah mulana wrote these beautiful um words for the one he loved for the sake of allah and who reminded him of Allah Ta'ala and who, you know, captured his imagination with the love of Allah Ta'ala. And that's wonderful, that's beautiful. Like maybe we need more of that. Maybe we need, some people need to take like Persian and to study these abiyat. Uh, uh, maybe some people need to learn Arabic and read the Quran, not just as fuqaha, although that's also important, but also read the Quran as a, a beautiful example of the, the uh, Arabic language and uh, and and and. Feel the beauty of it, you know, be possessed by the beauty of it. And that's one of the sad things. We don't, I mean, even those, those of us who consider themselves Arabs, uh, the fact is we speak a different language nowadays. We don't speak that language that they did. Otherwise, the beauty of the Quran captivated people like Abu Jahl. Whereas we, we don't even understand what it means anymore Oftentimes you'll be in the masjid and there'll be like a group of ammuz that will resent, resent you for even bringing up uh, nahu or sarf in describing Arabic And say we don't need any of that Well without, without nahu, you know like how are you going to understand what the Quran means al It means kufr if you don't, if you don't have a superior uh, syntactical understanding of the way the Arabic language works There's no way of interpreting that uh, other than kufr Um, uh, uh, and like you know we need that we need to be people of style you know we need to be people of style nowadays even if you want to insult someone there's a beautiful way of insulting a person you know Uh, uh, nowadays all we can do is like drop F-bombs and like you know, just make crude references and talk about people's mothers as if they have like something to do with how screwed up they are uh, uh, or what they're doing directly. And like even if they did like to say something bad about someone's mother, it just shows your own disrespect for your own mother because if you respected your mother, you wouldn't know not to disrespect another man's. Uh, uh, you know, there, there's, st- there's ways of doing things with style. And uh, that's also part of being a man. Um, Malik rahimullah ta'ala is reported to have said, he says that I'm not a grammarian who's like tongue knocks around, uh, trips around in his mouth. Uh, you know, he says when I speak, it's not like it's not mechanical or contrived. Rather, I'm a man of style. And when I speak, it is Arabic. And one of the meanings of Arabic is to be uh, to be uh, uh, speak clearly and to uh, speak f- fluently and to speak eloquently. He says, I'm rather, a, a, I'm a man of style and when, what I say is eloquent. What I say is something that the grammarians should write down and learn their grammar from rather than me using grammar in order to figure out what I'm going to say. Uh, and, uh, you know, they're men of style. You know, Imam Hanifa rahimahullah ta'ala, the fuqaha kiram, uh, the uh, Imam shafii if you look at his diwan of poetry, um, you know, Imam Shafi'i is like the gangster rap of like Islamic history. Mashallah, he's like. He he's like he's like he 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 says, Like what is gangster rap? Like, you know, you're nothing in front of me, son, like I'm your boss and you're like nothing and you're bleep and you're bleep and they cuss and swear and they show how arrogant they are by being like shaitan. What did, what did, what did Shafi'i say? He says, if it wasn't, you know, all of this uh, rapping, all of these lyrics and rhymes, if it wasn't such that it's, it's uh, uh, unworthy of the ulama to spend all their time in it, he says, I would have been a, a, a greater lyricist than uh, uh, Labid, who was one of the great poets of, of Jahiliya, And I would have wrote, wrote verses about how I'm uh, more uh, brave in the, uh, uh, in the jungle than any lion. Or the, 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 the sons of Muhallab uh, 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 Or Bani Yazid The family of very fam- famous family of tough guy generals And if it wasn't that I feared Ar-Rahman, my lord He said I would have looked at every, every human being And thought this person in front of me is nothing but a slave Which is neat Because he's like he's Not only is he doing the fakhar of jahiliya Saying that you guys are all nothing in front of me He said that you're nothing in front of me Plus I have taqwa so I'm not going to say it Which is a, a style These are people of style and they spoke uh, beautifully, and uh, uh, you know we need to bring a little bit, ba- a little bit of back of that, you know, amidst becoming engineers and doctors, which is great, you know. Please knock yourselves out, you know, amidst of being, IT professionals or whatnot. It would be good, like read some Ashar, read some humanities, read some literature, and not like the confuse like weird minds of like uh of of like dead pagan kafirs of yore or the pagan kafirs of this day and age you can read that too that's fine i read homer and i read shakespeare and you can read all these kind of weird uh uh you know, old great Greek uh, dramas and things like that. That's fine. I mean, you need to know the culture, where it came from and things like that. That's fine. But spend some time also reading Rumi and Hafiz. Spend some time reading the Dawaween of, uh, of the Imams uh, like uh, Imam Shafi'i or of the companions, radiallahu taala anhum. Their Ash'ar are awesome. Uh, and be people of style. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us style and substance. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala replace all the ugliness that we took in with something beautiful and forgive us for where we fell short and uh, uh, purge us of our ugliness and replace us replace it with his beauty. Wa sallallahu ta'ala Rasulihi Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu